Expert Advice has a new column on SoundCloud's blog that shares tips from today's leading voices across music business, marketing, wellness, and more. First up is personal, life, relationship, and career coach and owner of music publicity firm Biz3, Katherine Frazier. If you could just let us know how you got into life coaching and specifically for musicians. Sure. Um, well, I've been working in music for about 30 years. I've had my company since 1996, you know, which does PR and management for artists. The whole point of it is to take artists often who are unknown and get them well-known, you know, and often they go from being, whether it was back in the day, a kid on MySpace or now a kid on SoundCloud to the point where they're, you know, on SNL and playing stadiums or whatever the goal is, you know, that's the highest, you know, not everyone wants that. Um, but after all these years of getting people quickly, especially at a young age to a really high level in their career, I saw what it was doing to their spirit and their psyche and their mental and emotional well-being, And it was really concerning and is really concerning. I saw a lot of addiction, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, kids who hadn't even ever held real jobs before now having these pressures and these kind of strange routines and these things that weren't conducive to just being a healthy person who's actually just happy. And at the end of the day, we can all want a whole lot of things out of life, but if you aren't happy, what's the point? So right. that kind of led me to wanting to do more than just help people get well-known and successful in that way. So I went back to school and I did all the hours and things that you have to do to, you know, uh, properly, you know, be accredited as a coach. And so I, I'm a professional coach, i.e. life coach, um, uh, executive coach, and I do relationship coaching. And they're all related and they're all about how to actually be happy. Great. And, and why do you think that it's so important like now, especially, I just feel like, especially in SoundCloud, there's like, you're talking about overnight success and don't have, you know, the tools to cope with it. Um, so is there, is there like a secret sauce to like that sustainable success or is that like a long program that you would work with them on? Um, well, to answer, okay. So to answer the question, I think kids, kids, people, adults who are creators now, especially like in the SoundCloud world where you can be a kid in your bedroom and within a few months you are really famous and within a year or two you're like fully on the road potentially selling out stadiums. So right. there's an acceleration that happens now that is really fast. And I don't think that a lot of people have the time to develop and have maturity and, and gather tools to handle being an adult who has a crazy schedule, you know, has um, a lot of expectation put on them. But I think one of the biggest things that's, whether you're super famous or you're a kid in your room, is the compare and despair that social media and anything that tells you how many numbers you have. You know, yeah. if, you, if you're constantly looking at how many plays you have or how many likes you have or how many followers you have and the compare and despair that comes from that is super hardcore on your emotional well-being. It just is. It doesn't matter. I know some people who are some of the most famous people in the world and they obsessively look at their comments and they feel like shit. Oh my gosh, I'm sure. 
I mean, I don't feel like I even, yeah, I feel like I don't really, I'm not even on social media that much, but I still feel myself responding. So compare and despair, the rapid acceleration of potential success mixed with no natural process to gather those tools that help you just be a person who can handle stress in life creates a situation where you've got a lot of people dealing with depression and anxiety. And what do they do with that? A lot of them start to take drugs or drink. It's like really cliche stuff comes out in the form of sex and love addiction. It, you know, comes, it can, it can be major withdrawal. It can, you know, there's just so much that goes with it. So I think artists, I don't think more than most people, but artists, artists have a way, you know, I have been married to artists. I have, my child is an artist who is a creator. I've worked mm-hmm. for 30 years with musicians. Artists have a special thing that makes them have that vulnerability and bravado to go out and be an artist, which most people can't. It's a right. really rare thing to be able to put yourself out like that, but it's so vulnerable that I think it creates situations of a lot of pain <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and hurt and needing extra tools. So when I coach people and I coach a lot of artists, whether they're well-known or they're totally unknown, um, a lot of it has to do with addressing what's working and not working for them. And then how to add in what is working, you know, what are your goals? How do we get there? What are your goals for yourself? Like how you actually want to feel in addition to your goals of like, this is where I want to be in my career. And are we making sure we're always looking at both? Is there a balance? If you're only looking at your career and you are not making a plan for yourself, to me, that's a huge problem. Most Mm -hmm. people, especially younger creators, don't have a plan for themselves. They have a plan for their career. They don't have a plan for themselves. People spend more time planning vacations and putting more research and time and effort into that than they do on just how to live their life, which is wild. Yeah, it's crazy. That is crazy to think about. So is there anything, because I, I feel like you, you had these visions and kind of self-actualized your successes, but for a creator that might not know what questions to ask themselves about what they want, like are there, are there like specific questions to kind of get to the root of how you feel or how you, how you want to feel? Yeah, well, sometimes when I'm talking to people and, and, and they're not sure how they feel because maybe they're not used to checking in with themselves, you know, I do some things sometimes where it's just like, you know, shut your eyes, look inside your body, like kind of sit there for a minute. What's the emotion that you feel? And not, it can be happy, sad, angry, or it can get more specific, depressed, a little discontent, you know, I'm enraged, kind of irritated. There's a lot of nuance to our feelings. And so Mm -hmm. I try to to start having a language for that and start to actually like because you always feel it in your body that's not yeah so but you can never put a word to it sometimes yeah it's not like dippy dippy like oh it's in your body it, it, it's it's scientifically your emotions you do feel in your body and every time you are feeling any emotion if you were to check it is registering somewhere in your body mm-hmm. um i ask people often to to define what it is they want for themselves outside of success. You ask any creator, what do you want? I want the world to love my music. (laughs) Okay, cool. Got that. Um, (laughs) What do you want for yourself? What do you mean? 
like what how do you want to feel you know it's it's like how do you feel physically how do you feel mentally like and it, sometimes when people don't know how to identify i ask them this what's popping up in your head when you're just sitting in the shower or when you're just driving or what's what everybody has sort of an inner voice so what's right. your inner voice what kind of stuff is popping up for you throughout the week when you're just kind of washing the dishes or you know washing your hands or you know doing things where you're not concerned like sitting in front of a computer typing or out of my you know like those off moments are where our thoughts come and they'll kind of say, oh, well, it's funny. I have been all week thinking, I keep thinking about, and that's where you'll get the feelings of compare and despair, of anxiety. Like, the truth comes out. You know, because yeah. we keep ourselves so distracted that you keep yourself pretty distracted from feeling, but the problem is that feelings never go away, and so that's why they're all stuffed in there, and that's why you might explode on someone when it seems irrational or you might get really hurt by something someone says where they don't even realize it. And you're, you know, like there's a lot of, or you're so just in pain. You're just like, I got to check out, you know? So paying attention to those moments where we're not distracted and seeing what kind of thoughts are popping up is, is a good way to start to check in on yourself. No, I think that's great. And I think it's a really good thing to think about right now too, when creators are, they do have downtime, but there's probably this pressure to be, productive as well but they could be using this time to do some inner work and self-reflection um but yeah that actually leads me to my other question with everyone at home in you know self-isolation forcing them to adjust their routines um are there some like self-care like specific things that you can do at home to you know work on yourself stay focused yeah, I think, I think when everyone is at home, you know, an extraordinary time, amount of time right now and not with other humans outside of on a screen, um, I think the most important thing that keeps coming up, and I've had a, a lot of coaching sessions since this has, has happened, this social isolation, aka self-quarantine, um, and the same thing keeps coming up, which is routine. Like a routine is really important. Even if you're a creator and you're sitting in your room working all the time, which is common for musicians, I think you should have a routine anyway. You know, I have people like there's a rapper, Vic Mensa, I work with, you know, he's great about that. Like he has a routine. You know, there's there's a lot of well-known musicians and rappers that I work with where I know that they're like, I go to my studio at 10 a.m. I leave at 6 p.m. And then I go spend time with my wife or girlfriend. And then I, you know, there's... There's some, it's not just one big endless mm -hmm. thing in your room. I think it's important to like put on clothes, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like feel like you're actually part of the world, you know? So like get up to me, a morning routine is super crucial. Like if I had my way and I could like telepathically get into the minds of all creators on SoundCloud, <laughs> you know, especially the younger ones, mm -hmm. like, just roll out of bed and then like right onto a screen. Like, don't do that. Stop and do a morning routine, which is a very adult thing to do. And it's like, well, why not? I've been telling my 16-year-old this, and he gets it. It's like, check in with yourself. How do I feel? I'm a really big fan of morning pages, a morning page. If you kept a journal next to your bed, a lot of, you know, people on SoundCloud do because they're rappers. They write yeah. this stuff. And the minute you wake up, pee, come back. And just write whatever's on your mind for one page. It'll take probably about three minutes. 
what, whatever. What you'll yeah. find is you start like, I don't really know what I'm thinking. I just woke up. And by the end, you might be like, oh my God, I'm like so mad at this, you know, <laughs> next of my, like, it could just, comes out. it's a brain dump. So it's an yeah. immediate brain dump. And what that does is not make you dump it onto someone else or hold it around and have like weird stuff all day. And then I'm, you know, a fan of meditation. You know, there, no one in the world can be kept from meditation. There's like 8 million YouTubes. There's apps. There's places you can go. Or just sit quietly with yourself and just kind of feel what's happening in your body. But I think like doing that for 10, 15, I do it for 20 minutes because I do transcendental meditation. And then, you know, drink some water. Like do things that are, take vitamins. Like, you know, I think at least during this quarantine, everyone should move around for an hour. Go outside and just walk for an hour. Walk for a half yeah. hour, turn around, walk for a half hour back. You know, um, pick your times that you want to create and then go take a break, eat, you know, make plans with people virtually have like friend hangouts, you know, not just sort of random, but like, Hey, do you want to hang out today at this time and keep yourself social. And I also think, I think any creator should create like crazy and, you know, be in the lab, so to speak a lot. Mm -hmm. But I also think you need to create time to like ingest, like watch cool films, yeah. you know, listen to other interesting music. Um, I have a, 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 a group that I coach a musical group and, um, they're really interesting. We were talking about how they're feeling a little stuck because they kind of just are making sort of the same music all the time. It's a duo. Do they meet with you as a group? Yeah. They meet me as like a relationship coach. Um, mm. for the group. Oh, wow. and we started to do a thing where they create all day for like many hours a day. And then we have this time that they do after they sort of take a break in the afternoon where they do one hour of making music. That's completely not like what they would normally do. Like a, it's just an exercise in like stretching yourself. Yeah. So like the guy who sings, so he's been singing and he's like finding like, he loves it. Oh you know, my gosh. It's a, a man and a woman in this duo. And the woman has been like trying to program and sort of play guitar, which is not her thing, you know, mm -hmm. and it just brings, I think it keeps you growing as a creator and it keeps you out of just sort of doing the same thing that you always do. Cause people kind of fall into a similar sort of rut and sound. Um, so I'd recommend that as well. That's great. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm taking notes for myself as you're saying this, because the days really can bleed it bleed together. If you don't establish some, uh, some routine. Right. Um, so you were, you were mentioning meditation. Um, do you have any recommendations in terms of that or like resources or like literature that, that they can read um, where they can explore meditation on their own or, um, you know, just self-care yeah. resources. I mean, Google, you're, you're actually giving me the idea. I, I have a routine I do myself of all these things and certain mm -hmm. books I think are like the most important, you know, for being present, yeah. which keeps you out of the negative self-talk. And like, there's certain things that I really believe in and I actually have them all typed up and I think I'm just going to add them to my page. Awesome. This is all that I actually do. So I'm like, you know, I'm like walking the walk, walking the talk. Um, and the combination of them have kept me super above the waterline, you know, and it's all the things I just mentioned. I'll, I'm, I'm going to add them today. Um, but yes, on meditation, I mean, I do transcendental meditation 
which is great. You have to pay for it though. Um, there's so and many. What is, the, what is the definition of that? Transcendental meditation is a certain kind of meditation. It's mantra based and it's been studied a lot. You know, they say that if you do a 20 minute session, it's like getting five to seven hours of sleep wow. when, they, when they, you know, research you. But, you know, any, any, there's so many, meditation has been around for 3,000 years. It's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, the practice. There's something, something to it. There's something, you know, oh, it, it just 100 million percent works. But yeah. that's the force field. So that's why I do it in the morning. It's like a force field to kind of like keep life feeling like it's not taking you down. But to me, the most important thing to have is whatever your tool for presence is in that moment that you need it. You, you know, accidentally smack into the back of someone's car, they get out and they start yelling at you. Or you're having a really not good talk with your boss and you're starting to feel panicky and mad. You're, you're talking to, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband or wife and you're like, you're getting pissed off at what they're saying. You know, you are in the car, just your negative self-talk, that movie in your head starts going. What's it saying? It's saying that you suck and you're never going to get this or that. All those things require a tool to help you to stop whatever's about to happen, the reaction that's about to happen that's negative. Mm -hmm. That is super important. I personally love Eckhart Tolle. The Power of Now to me is like every human should be born. Yeah. I love that book. And, you know, I like the practice of just the witness. If I'm starting to feel angry at someone, you just, in your head, you're just like, you say it like it is. Catherine, you're angry. I don't say, Catherine, stop being angry. Or, um, you know, like you don't start a new discussion with yourself. You just say, Catherine, you're angry. And then you get present. Like, lady just walked by with a yellow hoodie. I can hear a dog barking down the street. My neck itches. I'm going to pull yeah. my sweater. My nose feels stuffed up. You just run through a handful of those. That's literally getting present. And that feeling is gone. When it pops back up, you do it again. The first few days, it's like whack-a-mole. You're just, it's just like keeps happening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it starts to like be less and less. And be like, oh, I only did that once this day. Oh, I only had to do that like a couple times this week. Whereas the first day you're like, holy shit, I did that like 500 times today. I'm crazy. You know, um, that is an essential tool. When you're a creator making songs and then you flip over to Instagram and you see people that you think aren't as good as you and they have like a million likes and everybody's blown up over there, you know, and the jealous feeling comes and the self-doubt movie starts. That's when you're just like, I'm jealous or I'm envious. Mm -hmm. And then I can hear my mom in the kitchen. My head itches. Just heard the cat jump off the bed. That wall is gray. There's a hair on my arm. And then it goes away. And then you can escape the moment. Pretty soon it comes up a lot less. Pretty soon you've got this really good tool. It doesn't come up that much. You retrain your brain. You get out of patterns. I love that too because I feel like it's so simple for and applicable. Like that people can start doing that, you know, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I have current clients where I'm like, I want you for one week. Not even one week, one weekend. Like for this weekend, do this. Every time something yuck comes up in the head, do it. And they always hit me back like on Monday or Tuesday, like, oh my God, this is totally working. It's so yeah. weird how it is, but it works. No, I think this is, this is great too, because that is one thing that I'm like afraid of is with all this, these people 
like the self-isolation, but they're also creating, but they're everyone's online and there's like the constant, you know, comparison. I feel that it must be happening. Um, so I do think that this is a really, that's a really applicable tip. I think another important tip that I would give anyone right now is um, monitor your screen time like you're a child and you're the adult monitoring mm. your meaning unless you don't monitor your child um i if you need to read the news just to know what's going on give yourself like 10 minutes run through what you need to know and like get off like obsessively being deep in the news right now is literally not helping the world or you oh. being aware yes being obsessed no mm. um the and endless Instagramming. I, I mean, I'm on Instagram more now than I have been in a very long time. Same. Yeah. So it's like, okay, when am I doing this? Let's not do it before bed. Cause that's the kiss of death. And then you go to bed way later than you want to. And you know? I feel like the thoughts are just, yeah. And you're like, I suck. Everyone else is doing so much more than me. <laughs> like, you know, everyone's I'm, baking I'm on their quarantine. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> ugly. I'm not cool. Like I'm not, no, I'm nothing, you know? And you're just like, right. actually, stop you know so i feel like getting off that or just having certain times when you do it or you know just trying to just give yourself boundaries boundaries that's the key word mm -hmm. you know give yourself good boundaries like i must exercise for one hour a day even if it's just walking i must drink eight to ten glasses of water <laughs> you know just things that are good for you if you use that that tool that I was talking about where you witness your feeling and then you get pregnant and you drank a bunch of water throughout the day and you had eight hours of sleep already, your life would be like, great. Changed, yeah. All the other stuff is just sort of how to make it greater. And this is, yeah, this is no equipment free. <laughs> all you need it's is, all, That's <laughs> all you need is yourself. Yeah. I was going to ask you your routine and what you were reading. The routine during the quarantine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the routine, and I'm still honing it myself, but the routine is um, having a bedtime, which is 11, having a wake up time, which is seven, um, making sure I do my morning routine, which is a morning page and meditation. And then I write out um, what I'm grateful for and what I'm powerless against. That mm -hmm. takes about 40 seconds each in a phone, yeah. but it helps me to like keep perspective. Um, and then I work, you know, eight to nine hours because for some reason the music industry is not shut down right now and I'm slammed. No, I have more than I've ever up. had. I'm sure for you too. And, um, and then I stop at a certain time, which is around five, and I go for a hike with my kids and we talk and hang out. And then I don't pick up the phone again and I make dinner. Um, and then I have been picking up the phone and a computer because I have so much work mm -hmm. and then stopping and making sure I'm like talking to a friend or trying to read before bed. That one's been harder. I'm really trying to not look at Instagram right before bed. Yeah. I think it's really unhealthy. Is there a good time? I don't even know. <laughs> you know, I think not first thing in the morning and not like right yeah. when you're going to hit, hit the bed, you know, somewhere in the middle throughout you know so that you have other experiences around it 
Yeah, as long as it's just not dominating. I think doing anything for too long. And when you're a creator and you're making music, especially on a computer, um, you are going to stare at a screen for hours and hours and hours, and that's just what it is. So just make sure you're doing something that's also not on a screen. Yeah. And I also okay. think, like, people who, who are creators, expand your horizons. Like, watch a movie. Go watch, like, Muscle Shoals. You know, I remember I had a, someone who wanted to make a record, and he wanted to have this producer be a part of the record, kind of like a shlomo type. And yeah. was like, you should watch Muscle Shoals. And which is about like a recording studio back in the day where, mm -hmm. you know, Aretha Franklin and the Rolling Stones went. And um, this person was so blown away by that, that he flipped the record and made the whole thing analog and did not use a producer. In that. And I'm not saying like everyone should flip what they're doing, but the point is, is like, if he hadn't seen that and he wouldn't have done that, like one thing can kind of shift you right. and open you up a little so that you bring something new to the table versus just kind of the same old thing. Yeah, that's great. One last thing I'll add. I coach a couple of um, musicians or bands who are creators who have been using like online education to enhance their musical career. Like Ableton mm. has these classes online. There are sort of these master classes and the Adobe suite people are A, selling it for the cheapest, like it's like $34 for the whole suite and they have classes which have to do with like creating visuals and things for yeah, your work. I would totally encourage people to do that. Learning I've a skill. Expand your skill set. And especially right now, there's a lot of online super discounted ways that major companies in, in, in music are offering. So I feel like take it. Totally. No, this is, this is great. Thank you so much. Um, that's a great note to end on, too. Well, well thank you. Great. Okay. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. Bye. Bye-bye.